Good evening, everybody. How are you? Uh, in the spirit of Thanksgiving, happy Thanksgiving. It's so good to be back here. You can hear me? Okay, okay. Uh, yeah, sure. This is... Let's just slide over like this. There you go. Okay, that's good right there. Uh, it, it's, it's so good to be here because I, I was here from the inception of of church on the solid rock. Um, I was cleaning out my I was cleaning out my stuff the other day and I found a booklet, Miss Jean, that's it's it said to Ryan uh, from Miss Jean 1997. Aww. Yeah. Take a picture. On. Yes. <laughs> and then where's Daniel? Where's so we used to watch Daniel before he could talk. And he used to run around, we used to call him little Tasmanian devil. Because all he could say, it was, he just, he was, blah, 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 and then he would he'd run around. So it was, it was, it might have been, mm, it might have been 1995. What's that? 22 years ago? And you're now what? 28? So you're like six years old? So, yeah, yeah, we were, we were watching Daniel. It was at our house, and I think it was the first time anybody ever gave him, give him Coke. Can you imagine giving Daniel Coke? <laughs> I gave him Sprite. I was watching him, and he drank it for the first time. He went like this, and he went. <laughs> and, then, and then he was never the same. He crushed it. I brought that up there just for that, that effect. And then another time, uh, my dog bit him, and then he went, and he went. And he bit the dog back. He bit the dog in the nose. And then, and then I was Daniel's wrestling coach. Um, at San Clemente High School, we had a summer program, and when he was in fifth grade, his first tournament, we beat a kid who was a freshman in high school. And so I, I was just so, been so proud of uh, Dan the man, we used to call him, we still call him, and now I actually look up to him. And uh, yeah, I think we gave him a nickname, we, we called him uh, Banana Hands, because when you shake his hands, it's like grabbing a bunch of bananas. <laughs> So it's 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 so so good to be here. I, I grew up in in this in this congregation in this family. I call I like to call it a family because we are the church. So I, I, we don't really go to church because we are the church and we just go and party in a building and sometimes on Sundays. So but I, but I grew up hanging out in this congregation. We had a building in San Clemente in 1995, and uh, I was I was the Daniel of the time. I just run around and I, I remember putting. Played, I, st I stuck Play-Doh in all the door uh, so they wouldn't close, and then my dad got mad at me. I just, I remember, um, but, th but thank God for people who, who poured into us. Uh, Pastor Fernando, and, and ever from the, the, our youth group, we used to meet on Fridays, uh, just that whole group pouring into our lives, machine pouring into our lives, praying over us, and, and then now, now we're all grown up. Not like super tall, but you know, we're, you know what I mean. <laughs> So, so standing up here, uh, I feel like for the first time in my life, I'm able to give something back to this, to this family that, that I grew up in. Amen. So we're talking, and then I get an email from, from uh, Kuyure, and he said, would you, would you come? And I said, absolutely, absolutely, would love to. Uh, what do you want, what should I speak about? And we talked about it a lot, went back and forth, so we went with a Thanksgiving theme. Yeah. What's the first verse that comes to your mind when you think of Thanksgiving? that be thankful in all things right we're yeah be thankful in all things so let me just let me just go to that passage 
uh, tell you what I think about it, and then, and then the way that we can truly be thankful in all things. And um, by the way, too, like all the kids, don't rush to any kids out here if they're crying or making noise or you know, jingling. We love that because kids making noise is a sign of life. So we love the sound of crying babies. We love the sound of babies running around. Um, had a missionary in our church speak the other day, and he goes, no, that doesn't bother me. I'm used to donkeys going by here and sheep. And <laughs> we, we get too far, to, too easily distracted in, in church. Let, let, let whatever happens, happens. Let the kids run around. Let them draw near to Jesus. Amen. So here's the passage. 1 Thessalonians 5.18. You don't have to turn there. It's so short. I'm just going to read it to you. Give thanks in all circumstances. Now, let's just be honest. Let me be honest first, and then you can join, decide to join me. I've struggled with this passage. I've really struggled with this. And I, I've looked at other people who seem thankful in all things, and, and, and I've, I thought, oh, that's either fake or they're deceived. But I don't, I don't, know, if that's, I don't know if that's real because life is messy, is it not? I mean, how many amens do we get? If, amen. Life is messy. And people are messy, and stuff happens. And, and there, there comes times where you have to forgive people because people hurt people, and hurt people hurt people. And it's just a messed up situation, and that's why Jesus came. That's why he came. It's, life was never meant to be smooth sailing. We have a, a saying in the Navy that, that smooth seas don't make skilled sailors. I don't think we're ever called to pray for, a, for a, just a, a nice day. But we're called to give thanks in everything. So, so now let me turn it over to you. How, how many of us, just by show of hands, we're going to be super transparent and vulnerable here. How many have struggled with being thankful in all things? Anybody? So this is, let's just say this is unanimous. So what's the secret? Now I'm going to say something that's really shocking. But I like to, I like to push over sacred cows like this. Just shocking things, especially if they're true. Again, I'm going to say it. Some of you might be angry, but I think it's so true. And then I'm going to... Say why, why I'm now thankful in all things, okay? Here's the secret to being thankful in all things. I, I believe now that I don't need Jesus. I have Jesus. And there's a big difference. So everyone, you look like you're going to fight me right now. Like, <laughs> what did you do? Like, who, who did you... I, I, I believe this, and I don't, know any, I don't know anybody that's really talking like this, so correct me if I'm wrong. And, and I, I bow down to the scriptures here. They, they, they trump me. My experience doesn't trump this. But let me, let me just state my case here. I don't believe I need Jesus because I believe that I have Jesus. Not, not 99%, not like kind of, but I believe I fully possess the risen king, and he resides in in me and has made his home in me. So with that, I'm thankful for all things because regardless of what hap what's happening in my life, the reality is I have Jesus. I was at the beach one day, and, and I, some people drink, start their day with coffee. I start my day in the water. I just like to be like Jesus. He's always by the water. Right? So I, I'm, I'm at the beach, and I'm going to my car and changing, and a guy named John, he, I don't even know him. I don't even know him, but people have feel the need to always witness to me. It happened this morning. I was at the rock, and someone was witnessing to me. I was like, this is great. But he, John came up to me, and he goes, he gets right in my face, and he, he points at my chest. He goes, he goes, Jesus Christ is a real man, and he really reigns on a throne, and he really lives in you and me. And, that, and I was, this was, what, what was it, babe, like uh, a couple months ago? 
Uh, and I go, it's just stuck in my head, the boldness of this man, the truth of this statement, and how liberating the truth is. The Bible says if you know the truth, the truth shall set you I think when we forget the truth, then we're not free. And what it looks like when we're not free is we're not thankful in all things. So when I'm driving down the road, it's like, oh, why do people drive like that? I'm not thankful in that moment because I forgot who lives in me and I forgot. Uh, when one of the kids spilled, spills milk on the table, I've, cut, I've, I've watched my blood pressure go up and I've actually slammed my fist on the table, just full disclosure here. I know no parent's ever done that. I'm the only one. Because I, oh, I forgot. I forgot the truth, and I wasn't free in that moment. Um, marriage is so easy, isn't it? No. It's actually miserable. When I believe it's about me. That's the only time it's miserable, when I make it about me. I, I always say this. I don't have any tattoos, but if I wear, may, maybe I get one that says it's not about me, like right here. Somewhere easy so I can just always look at it. If it's about the truth that Jesus Christ lives in me, then I can be truly thankful in all things. So uh, that's, that's all I had to share, but I'm going to share more, more passages that, showed, that shows how I got there. But look at this. this. It even gets worse. The passage says, Give thanks in all things, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. He's talking. It's the Apostle Paul talking to a group of people in a city called Thessalonica. This is a real letter to real people. And uh, it says, for this is the will of God. That makes it even worse for me. You know why? Because it says it here in Scripture. It's so clear. Give thanks in all things. This is the will of God. And that's still not good enough for me. Maybe it's good enough for you. But for me, it's been hard. It wasn't motivating enough. And then, and then I began to read more Scripture. And then it became so clear. Uh, I am sorry, so sorry to you. I didn't introduce myself uh, my name is Ryan. That's my best friend right there, Jeanette. We're married. We have four kids. And uh, when people look at us at the grocery store, they look at Jeanette and they go, at least graduate high school first. <laughs> uh, Jeanette and I are two restored restorers on mission with God. And so our house, uh, a couple years ago, when we used to live in Hawaii, just became a place where, where we created community. We met in our living room, and we, have a, we had a huge house in Hawaii, 1,000 square feet. <laughs> and uh, it was on stilts. It was like, it was like Baha'i Kubo. Like, it, like at the end of, the, of, of doing ministry in that house for two years, the, the house actually shifted in the window. You can see. It was, we used to pack the place. And so Tommy and Faith, our, our best friends in the world from Hawaii, uh, have come here to, uh, to see us. We, we created, God created a community in our living room. It was amazing. It was amazing to see. Um, but Jeanette and I are two restored restorers on mission with God. And, and as of a few years ago, we just said, we're going to do whatever God wants. And uh, my testimony is one of pride. Uh, as you know, I, we grew up, we grew up uh, coming to church here. We grew up, this, this was the congregation we were a part of. And um, went, to, went to school went to seminary, and then I, over time, I don't know, it took like, it took a few years, but uh, I started to develop this, this pride, and, I, and at, the, at the height of this, this whole reign on pride, I said, I'm not going to listen to anybody unless they have a degree. This is so prideful. And I also said, 
I'm probably not going to listen to you if you're not the same gender as mine. I mean, I've been I've been delivered from a lot of things, and those are just two things, just to name, just to name a few. And then God brought into my life a plumber. No degree, nothing. And he brought he brought this man into my life, and he started to just ask me basic questions about about the Bible, basic. Like he said, Ryan, so why did Jesus die on the cross? And I go, well. Uh, for justification, for sanctification, for glorification, for the propitiation. And I started going on, and he goes, and then I said, but he basically died for me. And he goes, I don't know. I don't know, because I'm in the Garden of Gethsemane, and I'm seeing that Jesus, about to go to the cross, about to endure everything, says, Father, if it's possible, could this cup pass? It looks like Jesus is getting, trying to get out of it. And at the end of that, he goes, but not my will, but your will be done. And he goes, so it sounds like Jesus didn't go to the cross for you, but he went to please the Father. And I never recovered after that. I never recovered after that. It blew my mind when I said, oh, my gosh, Jesus didn't go to the cross for me per se. He went in obedience to the Father. And then my whole life became, it sent me on this trajectory of, I better do this to please the Father. When I, yeah, when I make coffee every morning, it's not because my wife likes coffee. It's to please the Father. And when, I'm, when I get mad that she didn't drink it or whatever, didn't say thanks, I knew in that moment that I didn't do it for the Father. I did it for someone else. I did it for a pat on the back, and I did it for approval, and that always sells short. I, I, don't, even, I don't even meet with anybody if I don't first, in my heart, say this is for the Father. Because then I would meet with them, and then they would be a few minutes late, and then I'd be angry. But if I did it for the Father, I'd say, Father, were you pleased that I showed up at 12 o'clock? And that's all I need. And ever since then, I've never needed to ask for approval. I don't need, I know they're paying me big bucks to come here, but I don't, I don't need anything. I don't need a thank you. I don't need, the I'm, in the mail. yes. <laughs> I'm completely set free from Amen. approval. I'm completely set free from worshiping control of others. I'm completely set free from worshiping power being recognized. I'm completely set free from bitterness. So here's the passage. I'm going to give you a, a, a power pack, I call it, of passages that will make us be thankful in all situations. The first thing I think of is Genesis 1.27. You don't have to turn there. It's so easy here. That we, that so God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Watch this. What, whose image were we created in? Just, just believers here or every single human being? Man and woman were all created in the image of God. Who's God? What's he like? What's, what's his essence like? He's love. He's joy. He's peace. He's patience. He's kindness. He's goodness. He's faithful. He's gentle. He's self-controlled. That's him. That's him. So we were created in the image of God. We were created to be those nine attributes called the fruit of the spirit. We were created for that. Uh, when Mayweather fought, fought Conor McGregor. Anybody watch that fight or you only watch the Pacquiao? Okay, so... <laughs> So I watch this fight, and I come into work the next day, and I always like to stir up conversation. I go, hey, you guys see the fight? And then one gal in the corner, she, she goes, oh, they're both despicable human beings. And, and I, this stuff just comes out now. I turn and I go, actually, actually, no. They're, cre they're created for greatness. They're very valuable. They just forgot who they were. They forgot who they were created to be. So, yeah, maybe one beat his wife. I don't know. I don't know him, but that's the allegation. Yeah, and maybe one said something, some racist comments. But, yeah, but they, were but they were created for so much more. They were created for greatness. They're so valuable in God's sight. 
I drove by someone the other day who was obviously, they were high on drugs, maybe been up all night, maybe, maybe sold their body for, 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 for money. And I drove by, I didn't have time to stop, but, I, but I, now my mindset is now, oh my gosh, you are so valuable in God's sight. You were created for so much more. I'm going to pray for you. And I just kept going. It, there's no more judgment now because I see people as created in the image of God. It should set us, I can look at anybody. I don't care what their religion is, what their lifestyle is. I can say you were created for greatness. So how you're acting is not in line with how you were created. I could say that to anybody. I'll probably mostly say that to believers, but I could say that to anybody. I don't care. So it, it, it sets me free. I can talk to anybody of any religion and say, you know you were created for greatness. You were created for love, joy, peace. So that's the first one. And here's, I also want to take you to uh, probably one of my favorite passages. This is going to set us free. Galatians 2.20. Anybody know that off the top of their head? Yeah, I've been crucified with Christ. I no longer live, but it's Christ that lives in me. Okay, so just a pop quiz. This is a very technical question. What happens to everything that's crucified? It dies. So what died? The old self. Who so are, are we... Wait a minute, this is, this is crazy. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. It, it, sounds like, it sounds like I died to myself. Now, how many of us have ever said, man, I, I just, oh, I feel so frustrated right now. Can you believe what that person did to me? I feel betrayed. I can't believe they did that. I can't believe they're doing that. Anybody ever said that before? You know, who, guess who that is telling you to say that? It's the person that died. It's the old self. So in the spirit of thanksgiving, I can say in any moment, if I feel angry, if I just got cut off, if, I, if something happened, if my boss is disrespecting me, I can say I can feel the anger. I actually feel blood pressure. Like, I feel anybody, anybody with me? Like, I and then I go, oh, wait a minute. I, I feel angry, but thank God that I've been crucified with Christ and I've died to that. So I no longer bow down to those emotions. They have no dominion in my life. I'm completely free. Amen. And if something happened, I'm totally free to forgive. I'm going to give you another illustration because I, I love illustrations here. So I asked for a patisse, but this is all they could, this is all they could come up with. <laughs> what kind of place is it? There's no patisse? So... The Filipinos will understand this, and the honorary Filipinos in it. Yeah. Tommy, Tommy's so yeah. Um, pretend this is patisse, or you know, it's 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 still, it's yeah, it's yeah, fish sauce, fermented fish sauce. It's it's so good on bagoong, but it's it's nasty. People say like it tastes like hell, but no, no, it smells like hell, but it tastes like heaven. That's what they say. It's shrimp paste. Anyways. So uh, this bitter water right here would symbolize if something happened to me, they, someone hurt me, and then I didn't forgive them, this would be bitterness right here. Right? We know what bitterness is. Bitterness is resentment. It's unforgiveness. So if, if I choose not to forgive somebody, then, my, then I have now, from my own will, filled my cup full of bitterness. And so I walk around with bitterness, and what's going to happen if, if I come and let's just say Ruth pushes me and I spill this all over her, you, what's going to happen? What are you going to smell like? 
<laughs> Skinness, you want to smell this? This really, whoa. I almost really did smell it. If you don't want this all over you. But when people get angry and they're full of, full of bitterness, they spew it all over everybody. And someone might say, what was that? That person is bitter. And they, you know, you met someone, they're just angry all the time. And so then they come into work, it's just, ah. You know what's going on? They haven't dealt with something in their heart. And so you just, you could just say, hey, how you doing? And go like this, and all of a sudden there's bitterness everywhere. Who put the bitterness there? They did. But here's the lie that everybody's believed. Here's the lie. Now, now we got to be honest here. You raise your hand if you've ever said this. He made me mad. You ever said that? She made me mad. Parents, you've said this before. My kids make me so mad. So let me blow up that lie. That's impossible. If I, could, if I say you can make me mad, then what I'm saying is you can actually fill my cup full of bitterness and make me be angry at something. And I, I just don't think that's true. I don't think it's true. Maybe there's something in the Bible about you. don't provoke someone to anger, but I don't think you can create, you can make someone sin, basically. I'm just saying that everybody has to own their sin. Everybody has to own their sin. You can't say, he made me sin. We had one guy, he's like, well, I threw the soup in her face because she burnt it. She didn't cook it right. Come on, what's that? That's bitterness. That's bitterness, and that's not owning it. First John 1 John 1.9 says, if we confess our sins... He's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That word confess is homo legeo. It means to say exactly what you said. Homo legeo. Say it. Say it. Own it. It's nobody else's fault but mine. So what happens then if the cup is full of love, like pure water? Now it smells good, right? What happens if the cup's full of love? It's full of Jesus. Then what happens when you bump me? What happens if you push me from behind and Spartan kick me in the back? What, what am I going to spill then? Love. Love. If I had a cup of yummy, just Evian fresh water, uh, and you, kick, you, you kicked me and all of a sudden the water turned into patisse or vinegar, that would be weird. That would be weird. That's impossible. It's not, that's not impossible? But here's what we say. No, man, I come out, <laughs> we go to church, amen, hallelujah, and we get to the parking lot. It's like, oh, these people drive like morons. How is that possible? There's something unresolved in the soul where there's bitterness there. And so our life should be constantly, you know what? I wasn't created for this. I died to myself, so that doesn't belong to me. And here's what Jesus is saying. Hey, would you give that up? Would you give it to me? And all throughout our lives, the Father is asking us to give up things that was never our identity in the first place. Like if you ask me, Ryan, uh, don't, don't be eight feet tall. I'd be like, well, that's easy. I'm not even tall anyways. <laughs> so when God's asking us, give up anger, give up bitterness, give up jealousy, Stop trying to control people. Stop try seeking approval. He's asking us to give up things that was never our identity in the first place. So it should be easy. It should be easy. Here's another passage. Watch this. Romans 6, 4. And I'm, I'm just, this is a three. There's three power package, power package to make us thankful. 
Romans 6, 4, look at this. We were buried therefore with him in the baptism into his death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in the newness of life. So Genesis 1.27, we're created in the image of God. We're created for perfection. Two, all throughout the day, Lord, thank you, because I've been crucified with Christ, and I know I feel like this, but I died to that, so thank you that I don't have to react. Thank you that no one can make me mad. Thank you that I don't have to bow down to those emotions that I'm feeling. <coughs> and then the final passage, Romans 6, 4, I've been buried with him in his baptism and his death and been raised to the newness of life. I was reading a, a John Eldridge book. John Eldridge wrote a great book called Wild at Heart. He wrote another one called a Beautiful Outlaw. And he said he likes to stick his hands in nature because he's behind a computer all day. And so what I've been doing when I go to the beach, I'll actually get down on my knees. I'll stick my hands in the sand and I'll say, I've been, I've been crucified with Christ. I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. And then I say, I've been buried with him in his baptism and his death. And then I'll raise my hands out of the sand and shake off the sand and say, I've been raised to the newness of life. Romans 6, 4. No one has the power to make me bitter, to make me angry, to make me anything. I celebrate every day in this true spirit of thanksgiving that I've died to how I feel. I don't even get a vote because dead people don't vote. <laughs> dead people don't vote. Speaking of voting, I, I, I met so many people throughout the election last summer that were so twisted because their savior is someone who sits in an office, and my savior is Jesus. Amen. Jesus, after the elections went down, I said, hey, I sent a message to all my friends, hey, uh, guess what? The results are out. Jesus is still on the throne. Amen. And today, so, I don't know why someone want, felt the need to tell me this, but he's, he's like, and he said something positive, and I, and I go, Jesus is my king. Amen. <laughs> and we had fun with it, but, but I, I just, I always choose to remember I'm thankful because I, not only did I die to myself, but I'm raised to Jesus Christ. He actually lives in me. Romans 8, 11 says that the spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives in me. And so every day I can say, I don't, I don't have to do that. I don't have to do that. You can't make me mad. And I just enjoy. One ah, a couple of months ago, I was feeling so down because I felt like, I'd gone through some injustice at a, at a, through somebody. I'm going to keep it vague here. And then I shared it with my friend, and he goes, well, didn't Paul suffer injustice when he was in prison? And it, it just hit me. I was like, okay, get me a hymn, because that's what Paul would do. You throw him in prison, they beat him up, and he goes, where can I get a hymn? Because I'm just going to sing in here. You can't kill me, because if you kill me, then, well, then I'll be with my Savior. He'll be rocking me up and, you know. Um, you know what I mean now where I don't need Jesus? I have Jesus. That should radically change our prayer lives. I'll tell you why. I also don't ask for help. I don't, I don't pray to God, Lord, would you help me? Would you help me to be a better loving husband? Would you help me to be a gracious parent? I go, thank you, Father, that the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives in me, and I have all the help I need to be Jesus right now. I don't pray for help. I have help. Anybody? You have the spirit or you only have 50% of the spirit? I submit to you, you have 100% of the Spirit. You have 100% of Jesus empowering you. There's, there's nothing we can't do. We can do all things through Christ who gives us strength. Now let's go back to our passage here, and we'll close with this. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of Christ, of God in Christ Jesus for you. You know why Paul said in and not for? 
Well, to give thanks for all circumstances would mean um, I'm thankful that I have experienced loss. I'm thankful that I experienced uh, hurt. It doesn't say it. It says, in all circumstances, give thanks. So, like, despite what I'm going through, Lord, thank you that the truth is that you still live in me. Okay, here's my prayer. Lord, would you show my children what grace looks like through me, through my tone of voice, through my actions? Lord, would you love my wife through me? So I completely get out of the way. Why? Because I died to myself. Galatians 2.20, uh, Romans 6.4, I've actually died to myself. We should celebrate our death every day. After Halloween, I went to Walgreens. I went to CVS. I was looking for those little tombstones. I wanted to get a bunch of those, and I'm going to fill it out. I got the idea from Tony Evans. I'm going to fill up that tombstone, and it's going to say, defending of self, prideful, arrogant, sexist, uh, draconian parent, all these things, and I'm going to stick that thing in the ground and say, thank God I've died to that. I don't ever have to go back to. I don't ever have to taste that again. And, and I'm not saying we, we go numb. What I'm saying is we acknowledge how we feel in the moment. Lord, I'm, oh, I'm just angry. And then I, 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 go, I thank God for his forgiveness, 1 John 1, 9. And then I go, thank God I don't have to bow down to that. Thank God I've been raised to the newness of life. Thank God I've been seated in the heavenlies. There's so many, there's so many more verses than, than what I just shared. That's the spirit of thanksgiving. Um, I want to offer something to us in closing. If, I use the bitterness illustration. That's, I've, I've talked to many, many people. Bitterness seems to be an ongoing trend with, with everybody. I mean, everybody. There's nobody that I've ever met that didn't need to, need to ha handle some bitterness. So Jeanette and I do this little workshop where we sit down with people and we say, here's a blank sheet of paper. You get to write down everybody who's, who you think has ever crossed you or ever made you mad or whatever, and we can deal with this tonight. And we've done it over and over and over again. Uh, it was a few months, uh, six months ago, we had one. We, we sat down at 7 at night, and then the sun came up. It was like 6.40 when we were done. Handled it. Done. Labor Day. Sat down with a guy 14 hours. We didn't, we didn't want to go 99%. We didn't, we didn't want to go. And we always know when someone um, sat, down, sat down with my boy Tommy there. Completely clear of all fear. That, that man right there. Sat down with my brother here. We went all the way through. Sat down with my sister, my brother-in-law. And what I noticed is we have met far too many people who have led us all the way in to know that there could be someone else that's not like the rest of us. That's people who are in need of the Savior. But remember, we don't need Jesus. We have Jesus. And for that, I'm forever thankful. I say that to say this. T tonight, if there's, any, if there's any bitterness that you think might be there, let's sit down and talk. You're not doing anything for the next 14 hours, right? Go to Pastor Fernando. No, I'm, I'm serious. This is serious, though. This is serious. This is warfare. And there's an enemy out there that want, that hates you and your marriage. He hates your family. He wants you fighting. When you fight with your spouse, the enemy steps back and goes, ha, ha, look, at, look at these guys. They, don't even, they forgot that Jesus lives in them. Look at that guy yelling at his kids. He forgot that Jesus lives in them. Isn't this great? 
Look at that guy. He's got all this Bible memorized, but he's so angry. And the whole time the enemy was laughing, and, and, and the father said, you know, this truth will set you free. I actually live in you. You don't have to live like that. So I say that. Let's, let's talk. If this is pressing on your heart, I guarantee you we sit down and talk. It's not, we don't have magic or anything. We're just going to point you to the truth. And who the sun sets free is free indeed. The, the, the prayer of forgiveness that, we, that we, um, we've been developing this thing based on Scripture. God gives us more and more as, as this thing develops. But the prayer is, is something like this. Why don't we just do this right now? Like if you have somebody, think about somebody in your mind, okay? This is going to be the greatest Thanksgiving ever because you're going to, free, you're going to close out the deal on forgiveness, okay? Let's do this. Let's, come on. Let's think about somebody. You get the image in your mind. What did they do? Okay? So grab onto that. You can close your eyes. What did they do? Okay? Now how did you feel when you think about what they did to you? You might say anger. You might say... But that's a, that's a secondary emotion. We want to go deep. Did you feel betrayed? D- did you feel abandoned? Did you feel backstabbed? Did you feel dirty? Did you feel, what, what was it? And so with that, the prayer is this. Say it with me if you want. Lord, I choose to forgive, and you insert the name, for doing, say what they did. Because in that moment, I felt whatever primary emotion. Lord, I choose to let go of my bitterness towards that person. I dump out that empty cup. I cancel that debt because Jesus said to forgive is to cancel a debt. Lord, would you bless them and change me? Would you bless them and change the way I see them so that I only see them through your eyes now? Lord, thank you that I'm not hurt because you're not hurt and you live in me. Even if I did feel hurt, I would just say I died to myself and I'm going to feel how you feel. Thank you for your forgiveness. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if if you want to follow up on that, we, we we can follow up on that. Thank you so much for your time. Um, I'm thankful for, for all of you. And uh, would you carry this message of true thanksgiving on and, and share it with somebody? That Jesus Christ is a real man and he really reigns and he really lives in you. And that you don't need Jesus because you have Jesus. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you.